No, I can be loquacious? Is that a word? I was about to say Lothario, and that's like totally not the word I was looking for. Eloquent. I can be eloquent because I am a classy lady. These are things that are true. These are things that are true. Change clothes. Welcome to Undressed with Style Girlfriend. I am your host, Megan Collins, and I'm super excited to be here with you. We just really want to go out and ask people, you know, what does it mean to you to live your life with style, to live intentionally? This is us trying to find out. Our guest today is Jeff Laub of Blind Barber, the hybrid speakeasy bar slash barbershop. Jeff is a beauty school dropout who is now well on his way to a barbering empire, so I think he did pretty well for himself. The company has its own amazing men's grooming product line, which you guys, if you haven't tried it, you have to go out and try it now. You can get it everywhere from cool guy clothing stores like Eunice and Carson Street to Barney's and on Mr. Porter. I mean, it's out there. Just the packaging alone makes me happy, but it's also great stuff, thankfully. What I loved most about our conversation is Jeff's idea of what a good haircut is. He thinks that it's not about the trendiest style or, you know, what's cool on Ryan Gosling, I don't know. It's really about, you know, what makes you feel most like you. And that's what we're all about. We want to help you develop a personal style that makes you feel like your best self. And, you know, Blind Barber is about creating a haircut that makes you look in the mirror and say, yeah, that's, that's me. Like, this is me at my best. So it was really fun talking to him about that. But before we get to that, I want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by Lumoid. You know, when it comes to buying a new camera or thinking about springing for the Apple Watch, that just, I mean, I'm just on the floor in the fetal position. <laughs> Lumoid came to my rescue, uh, and they came up with a better way of shopping for, you know, sometimes pricey tech gadgets. And they said, stop buying them and rent them instead which is exactly what they do. Lumoid rents digital cameras and gear, drones, Canon lenses, Apple watches, GoPro action cameras. They rent them for eight to $18 a day plus shipping. And if you decide you wanna keep an item, you get credit from your past rental costs towards the purchase price, which is really great and really smart. And I don't know why no one's done this before. So let me share this special perk with you, which is that you can head to lumoid.com backslash style girlfriend and use the code style GF at checkout to get 15% off rental for cameras and wearables. But before you go do that, listen to my conversation with Jeff Laub of Blind Barber. We are here with Jeff Laub from Blind Barber, one of my favorite spots in the city and one of my favorite brands to recommend to any guy looking for great grooming. Uh, I feel like I'm about to totally out you, Jeff, because before we started, you were just telling me about when you were a kid in Jersey and you had a blowout. Sure did. <laughs> Deep down, I am a Jersey boy at heart. Lots of muscles, lots of blowouts, really bad t-shirts and jeans. Oh my God, I love it. I love all of it. Yeah. <laughs> That was me. I grew up uh, in South Jersey, like a town called Williamstown, right outside of Philadelphia, um, up until I was 18. And then the minute I could get out of there, I headed to New York City. And was that always the plan? No, no. The plan. I'm such a, I'm <laughs> was such there a plan? <laughs> not really. I, uh, I kind of ended up at NYU out of spite. Um, mm -hmm. There was a girl who didn't want to date me, and her dream school was NYU. 
And it was one of two schools that I applied to simply because my, my father made me apply to at least two. Okay. But I only applied to NYU just to get in, and then I got there and let her know I got in, and she did not. She didn't? No. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, that's the only, I mean, that's how I ended up there. So it wasn't even like I had you never were been trying to, to follow her? I had ne- I, no, 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 no. I had never even been to New York City. You're from Jersey and you never made... Philadelphia was the closest city. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was like, that was the city. Um, so what was your what were your impressions as an eighteen year old with a blowout from New Jersey? You get to New York City. It was ta- it was calmed down a little it bit. It was by calmed then. down. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, like once I knew I was going, I did a little research and made sure I didn't stick out like a sore thumb. How do folks dress in the big city? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Um, I mean, it was wild. It was it was the coolest thing that I had ever seen, and you know, I was just overwhelmed. I think uh, with both excitement and fear. Definitely. You know, I had zero friends. I knew I didn't know a single soul here in New York City. Not one. Nobody from your high school went there? Not one person. Uh, That was my experience for college, too. And the first week was terrifying. And then it was the best thing that ever happened to me. Took six months for me. Okay. There was a lot of of crying, like a big baby, to my mom about coming home and quitting college and just doing something else. And she was like, no, you need to stick it out. And I did. I did. I I throw temper tantrums all the time. I'm a big baby. Um... (laughs) No, but it was incredible. And, and then once, you know, once I got over the hump and I made some really great friends who are actually still my friends, every single guy that I met my first, like a, the, the core group of guys that I met uh, my freshman year are still my best friends. And also they work with us too, which is really cool. They help build the business. That's amazing. How did you meet them? Because I feel like, you know, we definitely have some college age readers and I think that it can be hard going from a smaller school to a larger school and finding you know, your tribe, for lack of a better word. How did you end up finding these guys that you are so close with still today? Yeah, I mean, there was a ton of people that I met and were friends with during college that I'm no longer friends with, right? Um, but the core guys, I mean, it was just... I was fortunate. In the dorm that I was in, uh, on university place called Weinstein, it was... Uh, there were a lot of open-door policy kind of thing. Like, everyone left their door open. I think everyone was coming... NYU is such a... Is, is a school that brings so many different people together from so many different areas that a lot of people don't show up with a group, a network, right? And so everyone was a little more receptive to to making new friends. Um, I ended up on the floor with all the wrestlers, even though I, I'm not a wrestler. Um, uh-huh. But one of the guys was from South Jersey as well. We found out through like a, a lunch conversation and. That's always the best. Like, wait, you're from here? Yeah, and then he he brought me around to the rest of the team, and I became friends with the wrestling team. And then my other good buddy, so that got me introduced to my buddy Vinny, uh, who was my best friend and works with us. My buddy Eric, who I'm still friends with, was the first guy I met at in New York City at the gym um, while I was still working out as a Jersey boy. Like, he was big, too. He was <laughs> Crying, into, missing your mom. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was a mess. Um so I met him, and now he, another one of my best friends, art director at Blind Barber. Um, and then I ended up meeting Matt because I got into a little trouble my sophomore year and lost my fake ID. And he happened to have an extra one of his brothers. So we uh, we became friends. He, he, he lent it to me. That's amazing. Yeah. So... Still with them. They're still, they're still hanging around. Matt's our creative director now too, so he's he's still around too. It's awesome. I've been able to you know keep the friends and not only hang out with them, but like build together, which has been really cool. So, did the seeds of Blind Barber start in college? Uh, I guess to some degree, right? It's like the whole thing behind Blind Barber, from my standpoint, is a 
place for my buddies and I to hang out and to like feel good about the ideas that we have and you know no judgment just do whatever we want like a little kind of clubhouse I guess yeah like a little crew so yeah I mean it stemmed from the friendships I made and and the desire to make more right it's like that's what a barbershop's about is those conversations and and making friends and you know arguing not arguing hanging out and was it always going to be a barbershop? Because I feel like the clubhouse feel could actually apply to a few different types of, you know, commerce businesses. Of course. I, uh, so as a part-time job growing up, even through high school, I always worked in salons. My mom, so my sister's a stylist. My mom was always a manager at a salon. And anytime I had downtime, free time, or, you know, needed to make some extra cash, I ended up working uh, the front desk of a couple salons. Okay. Then when I got to NYU, I worked at a salon called Ted Gibson where I managed the floor. Okay. It was a, you know, not many people understood why I was doing it, especially like, you know, everyone in college is trying to like get internships and uh, go towards their goal in life. My reasoning was like, well, there's a bunch of babes here and <laughs> I'm going to get some dates out of this 100%. And it was a gold mine. It was the best place in the world to work. So I ended up so... Through this, you know, my friendships and then this experience that I was having in the salons, uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't know it at the time that I was collecting all this information while working there. But both of those combined and like the passions that came, uh, you know, alongside those kind of lended it, lended itself to being what Blind Barber was built upon from, from my standpoint. So that's why it was a barbershop. That makes sense. Yeah. But you didn't go right on a Blind Barber, right? Nope. Nope. I had no clue. I, and what did you even study in school? So I was a history major. History. Yep. Okay. I was a history major. Um, I figured it was the best subject to learn how to learn. I like that. Uh, and I had plans of becoming an attorney. That was what I was told I would be good at, you know, when you're growing up. It was, what do you want to be when you grow up? It was like, you pick one thing. And I, I didn't realize at the time uh, that you didn't need to pick one thing and that you could pick a million things and just try them out as you grow up. I'm still learning what I'm going to be, even within <laughs> Blind Barber. And uh, so so after graduation from NYU, I ended up getting a job at the law firm. Uh, oh, you did? Yeah. You really I, I, were going after this. Full, full on. Um, took the LSATs about eight times. Never studied for them once. <laughs> And I think that could have been a telltale sign that I just was not interested yeah. in, in in what I was pursuing. But, you know, you like I said, like the, in my mind, it was you follow this path. Yep. Whatever I chose to be, that's what I should go after. And it wasn't the case. I ended up at the law firm. I was a legal assistant in this corporate law firm where I was doing big deals. And, you know, it was exactly where I wanted where I was supposed to be, if that's what, right. uh, what my goal was. And. I can't picture that being a good cultural fit for you. No, no. I, I was I, I was definitely one of the renegades, like showing up in my shorts and t-shirts and changing it, like leaving my clothes at the desk, <laughs> coming in from like a night out uh, at the at the bars and stuff. It, it was not for me. I got my work done. And I was very good at my job. Yeah, I bet. But I, within three months, realized that the law firm was that wasn't going to be my passion. No way. And that's when the panic attack set in because I was now. 23 and I was like shit like what am I gonna what am I gonna do um I had no other plans so what sparked I, I it, this and this is it wasn't immediate I was at I actually ended up being at the law firm for three and a half years um not being an attorney but biding my time yep. uh trying to figure out what I was gonna do but somewhere in between there I was like you know what 
I've always worked in salons. I can cut hair. I'll go cut hair, right? It, it's got it. I've I've seen a million people go do this. I can I can handle this. And they know the salon world. Like I'll be great. Uh, I enrolled in Aveda Cosmetology School in Spring Street here in Manhattan. And so I would work at the law firm from nine to five, and then from five to ten, I would go to cosmetology school. Crushed the written part, and then we got into <laughs> then the minute we got into round round brush, blow dries, sectioning, and washing hair, I was like, this is gross. <laughs> I'm not touching hair. And I was like... Did you never realize? Uh-uh. I guess because you'd never uh-uh. done it. No clue. No clue. You were front I was of house up until that point. Totally front of house. <laughs> and I was like, okay, now I really don't know what I'm going to do. And like, I was like, I have to quit. But luckily for me, during this second panic attack it came at a time when we were having vacation uh down at the jersey shore my whole family was there grandparents and everything and my grandfather was an entrepreneur himself okay and i still didn't have any clue that i was going to become an like an entrepreneur dive into this business but i was talking to him and i said you know pop up i'm having trouble with this whole salon thing the law thing didn't work out like i'm kind of feeling it i was like what do you think about me cutting hair though honestly like what's your what's your opinion is there something else and he said oh jeffrey he's like i i I think it's a great idea. He's like, I loved my barber shop. He was like, that's where I hung out, grabbed a beer, talked about babes, got a <laughs> fresh cut, felt great, argued, whatever, all that stuff, played cards. And it was it was literally one of those moments where a light bulb went off in my head. And not just about building a barber shop, but I was like, that's what I loved about the salons. Mm-hmm. It wasn't the haircuts. It was while I was working there. Yeah, the dates were great. And, you know, <laughs> it, it, that stuff was cool. But, like, I kept going back to them because... I loved meeting new people. I loved watching these, you know, helping these people return to a state of themselves, right? Like this whole process of the women who were walking in, they didn't feel like themselves. So they came to the salon, sat down, got their glass of wine, let let out every secret that they've ever had that past <laughs> month to their stylist, got a phenomenal haircut and style, and then looked at themselves and, so, and saw themselves again. And I was a part of that process, right? And... All the stylists always had, like, things going on. There was just a really great atmosphere in these places. And I was like, shit, why doesn't this exist for me? And you see movies of barbershops. You see the commercials, like the LeBron James commercials, right, where everyone's, like, kicking it in the shop, getting cuts, arguing about the best basketball player. And I was like, well, that actually doesn't exist. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let me figure this out. So I went online. I looked up businessplans.com. <laughs> I downloaded or like, you know, copy and pasted a salon business plan. And and along with, because my grandfather said he liked to drink beer, I was like, well, hold on. We should be able to serve beer here too. And so since I was at the law firm, I dug into the laws. Nothing prohibited it. So I downloaded a bar business plan too. Swiped out the sections, rewrote like the fluff piece to kind of get an idea of what I was searching to achieve through this concept. And then started cold calling other businesses I knew uh, of not even that I was friends with to find out their financial information to kind of get an idea of what it would cost to build and run. And, you know, I got a lot of no's at first, but two businesses gave me their numbers and I just kind of built it off of that, put the plan together and then changed. It started, I stopped saying that I was, you know, I didn't know what I was going to do. I just started telling people I'm going to build a bar in a barbershop and it's called blind barber. And people were like, Oh, well that, 
that sounds awesome. How are you doing? And I was like, I have no clue yet, but that's what I'm doing. Right. You say it And little by little, that's... people started being like, oh, well, you should talk to so-and-so. Or, and then that person is like, oh, I have a friend who ran a bar. You should talk to them. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have this friend who invests in things. And I was like, whoa. It's all of a sudden, the minute I changed the way that I talk and, and, and what I believed I was going to do, everyone else started believing me too. So I was like, okay, this can go somewhere. So I started following the breadcrumbs and it, it led me to my partners, Josh and Adam. And there we started building Blind Bar. I pitched them. I mean, that was a hilarious process too. So how old were you too. at this point? It's twenty. Twenty five, maybe. Yeah, twenty four, twenty five. It opened. Yeah, I started it when I was twenty four. Like started building the plan when I was twenty four, and then twenty five is when we actually opened. So it's June of twenty ten. Okay, so. I love that. You know what you said about once I actually stopped saying, "Well, I'm not sure. I might want to do this. I might want to do that." Once you were like, "Oh, I'm opening a bar and barbershop." It's crazy how much the path kind of gets rolled out for you after that. I found the same thing when I was leaving advertising and getting into writing. The biggest opportunities came along once I actually just started telling people, oh, I'm, I'm freelance writing now. Yeah. Because people, if they don't know, they can't help you. True. And I'm a firm believer in energy and all that stuff. And I, I, I believe that like you can manifest anything if you have true like intentions and thoughts. And the minute I, I truly believed, the world kind of just brought it to me. And then I brought myself to the pe- places, you know, it was a lot of hard work. It wasn't just like everything fell into place, right. but well, I, guess, I think that's what people get spooked by is they think it's all the secret and it's just, Oh, I want a million dollars and it's supposed to fall in your lap. And when that doesn't happen, then they go, well, of course, you know, manifesting or, you know, the idea right. of intentions doesn't work, but no, it's not that it's saying it and then going after it. But I think, for a lot of people, they never even get the courage to say what they want. You got to jump. Yeah. You got to jump. And if you really believe it, the net will appear. And if you've, you know, built up a good network of friends and, and support, like you can, you can do anything. You just got to, like you said, be ready to grind past the tough spots because it doesn't stop. It just comes in ebbs and flows. And you got to be in a place to take advantage of luck, right? It's like the harder you work and the more you work, the more chances you have to take advantage of that one moment. And literally the sign in my office says, the harder I work, the luckier I get. Exactly. And it's true. It is. So tell me about how you met your business partners. Through an ex-girlfriend. She was in the bar industry. And the one great thing that she ever did in my life was introduce me to Adam Kirsch. Um, Like I said, I kind of like was still, it was an ongoing back and forth thing, pain in my ass. But (laughs) I was telling her about my new plans and she was like, you have to meet Adam Kirsch. And I was like, okay. So I met up with Adam Kirsch and he was like, well, I'm not the guy, but I've been working for my boss, Josh, who's looking to sell his bar in, on 10th street. Maybe, maybe that's the spot. Let's go check it out. Do you have a plan? He read the plan. He really liked it. Um, and Josh was a little hesitant. So I met Josh at gallery bar before it changed into Max fish here. Mm-hmm. And he owned that as well. That was another one of his places. And he was running around and entertaining a bunch of offers, a lot of things going on. And I was like, Mr. Boyd, like, can you please, Mr. Boyd at this point, Josh, now it's Josh, <laughs> but I was like, can you please read this plan? And I was like, cause I'd love to buy your bar. I had zero dollars. I had zero dollars. <laughs> and he was like, all right, all right. So I was like, yeah, take your time, read it. And then he came back. He's like, this plan is great. He was like, uh, what about if, if we like partner up on this, the three of us, he's like, I can bring Adam in to operate. You handle the barbershop portion and I can work on the the build out and, and running the place because I've done it three to, he had at that time he had plan B Ella and gallery bar, all lower East side, like kind of staples. So he was like one of the, the G's in the neighborhood about it, like in this world. 
And I was like, awesome. I was like, so half and half. And he was like, yeah. I was like, cool. About that half. About that half. Uh, I don't have it. Um, I'm happy to go try to raise it, but I'd really like this. I said, in all honesty, man, I said, I don't need to be an owner. I said, there's, I said, I'll work for my ownership. Mm -hmm. I said, I've never done it before, so I can't, you know, I'm down to start low and work my way up. I said, and the only thing I ask is that we call a blind barber and you let me create the brand experience and let me go beyond. Let me show you what I want to bring to the table here. And he was like, he just turned around. He's like, you're an owner. He shook my hand. He was like, we'll figure it out. And the next day we walked into the space and actually started demoing, like took a sledgehammer and started knocking things down as like a celebratory moment that we partnered up. Sledgehammer should always be involved in celebratory moments. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. And it was just, it was really amazing. Like, you, you, you see that stuff in, like, movies or you read about it. Like, a dude, he took a chance on, yeah. you know, something that someone he didn't know. And he just got a good feeling. And now we're family, all of us. And it was, it was wild. I mean, it changed my life. It changed everything about my life. How did you feel, like, in terms of the rolling out? Did you open on day one and say, oh, my gosh, who's going to come? Or did you feel like you'd already built buzz, built momentum. How did you actually go from this is something I want to do to this is open and we have real live customers? Oh, it's crazy. It's going to sound really kind of arrogant, but like since we shook hands, I've never been worried about Blind Barber ever. I've never, even on like, I mean, for the first couple months uh, of the East Village location, it was slow. Like, I mean, really slow, but you know, it just felt it felt special. It felt different than a normal bar. It felt different than a salon that I, you know, the salons that I worked in. I knew something was going to catch and, you know, it, it, it caught. It really caught. And, you know, even the slow times, is just something I've just been accustomed to. It's like any business, no matter how big your brand is, you're going to have like a little waiting period. And I, I don't know. I've just never, I've never been worried because I'm doing what I love. Like, it's not about the money. Like, I, you know, I obviously want to make money, but. I just was so happy to be doing something that I had full control over um, in terms of what I was going to do within the business. And it was a blank canvas. Like, not many people get that in their life to, to kind of just go after anything they want to do. And I did. So I, I, I didn't, I don't know, I never worried about it. That's awesome. Ever. When Still the, don't. Yeah. And the Brooklyn location's now been open for a, a year and year? a half. But that was the third location. We opened up uh, Los Angeles. Oh, that's right. Uh, yep, in Culver I City. About the West Coast. I know. Oh, don't. That's that's my baby out there. I can't wait to move out there. Oh, really? Yeah, we're, I'm going. I'm out. 14 years here. You and everybody else. Yeah, I I love it there. I mean, sand, great weather. Yeah, what's to complain about? I get it. Way more but... relaxed, green policy. <laughs> it's good. So where else? Uh, so we have the Culver City location, uh, which is slightly different than our East Village location. It's uh. It has the barbershop, and then it has the speakeasy concept uh, bar, but we also do amazing grilled cheeses there. And we, now I want a grilled cheese. It's like 11. I know. It's incredible. <laughs> now I want a Ted, our, our chef out there, is phenomenal, and he really built up an amazing, amazing like food program for, based off what we have. We don't have even like a full kitchen, but he crushes it. Well, the food in Brooklyn is really good, too. So Thank you. you well, that's a... that's Ted's uh, menu, and then we have some support now with some great cooks. Um which we're going to be changing up some things in September, which is exciting. Ooh, yeah, have to stop in. Yep. Um, so will everyone that's listening to this? Cause yeah, everyone right. Wants a grilled cheese now, I think. Yeah, I mean, our business is the most confusing business in the world, right? It's a barbershop slash bar slash cafe slash grilled cheese restaurant slash 
product line slash somewhat of a creative agency if you let the way you look at it. But I think that I mean I feel like Blind Barber is actually kind of one of the innovators in that space because now I feel like you walk into your dentist office and expect them to also be able to serve you a cappuccino. Like everywhere is kind of getting into this like dual trial try space. You know you can do this and this and this. But you guys were really one of the first. Maybe I don't know. I, I to be honest with you, I I, I have blinders on. Like I, I don't pay attention best, to yeah. to anything else that's really going on. I mean, so, sorry, I'm cognizant of what's what's going on, but I, we don't compare. It's like yeah, we make it our own. Um, yeah, I mean, it started as a dual concept, but to us, it was it's always been one thing. Yeah, blind barber is the entire space it's the entire actual like feeling is what blind barber is right because mm-hmm. uh, now we've expanded into the product line as well but Which is um, amazing. Thank we should you. talk a little bit about that what's your favorite my favorite yeah pick the a, pomade pick a baby yeah yeah pomade. <laughs> that was easy the sleeper though the sleeper is the face wash oh i love the face wash the face wash is my travel top kit that's awesome um yeah the face wash is the sleeper but it's it's a really really great product it feels good it wakes you up in the morning which is i like that and to your point about, you know, being also somewhat of a creative agency, I think that the design aesthetic of Blind Barber is not to be missed. And I think that that's something that any guy can feel really good opening his bathroom cabinet in the morning and seeing Blind Barber products in there. Yeah. I mean, our whole our whole business is based off this idea of like you feel we're not in the look good business. We're in the feel good business. That's our business. Right. It's like like I was explaining earlier about the salon, like we're not there to give you the coolest haircut. We're there to give you a haircut so that you feel like you We're there to give you a beer so that you can exhale for 30 minutes after a long work week and like talk to your friends about things that you want to talk about. We built product that allows you to feel part of a crew and like you, you associate it with the imagery that we're putting up and you can see like how we feel about what we're doing. You should feel the same about whatever you're going to do. And so you know, when it comes to the creative aspect, like we're just trying to constantly tell that story. That's the story Blind Barber wants to tell us that you should feel good being you, whichever way you want to do it, because it's allowed us when we feel that way, we've been able to kind of see the world and meet tons of people and explore things that we've never imagined that, that we never imagined would be possible. Yeah. You're a hundred percent at your best when you feel like yourself. Correct. And it's the sexiest thing on a man, right? It's confidence. I love it. At this very current moment, how would you grade yourself on a scale of, you know, A to F? On style. On style? Mm-hmm. Oh. You're wearing a very nice t-shirt, some, some nice twill pants today. Thank you. Great pair of this is every somewhat day. dirty white bands, which yes. I like. This is every day. This is every day. Every single day, I am jeans, t-shirt, and either a pair of suede bucks or a pair of white sneakers every single day. Uh, I have a uniform, essentially. And I'd say that my, I'd say I'm like a B plus, A minus. I think I take care of myself. Yeah, every, excuse me, everything, I think with guys, like my style, well, me in particular, but guys in general, is just keep it simple. Like you never want to look like you're trying too hard, but everything should fit really well. And that's the most important thing is the fit. I mean, this one, you should be a, a ringer in this category, grooming. 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 Honestly, I give myself a B. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> Maybe even a B minus sometimes, because I, I doesn't seem right. Well, I, I'm no. I'll skip a shower here and there. Um, I don't wash my hair every day. I'm kind of you know. There's a little, little gr- I'm a guy. I'm a little gross. Um, I am, but but I ha- when I'm when I am getting when I'm getting cleaned up or if I'm doing my hair, I sure as shit have the best products. That's for damn sure. <laughs> 
What about your face and hair? Tell me you're at least like washing your face every morning, putting on some moisturizer with SPF. I actually don't wash my face. <gasps> nope. Do you, I mean, do you scrub it with a washcloth? Like, do we get some of the dead skin cells off? You're, I'm, I mean, we're in the trust tree, and I'm being completely <laughs> honest with you. I do not do that. You are blowing my mind right now. Sorry. It's crazy. I mean, you don't have... I got good skin. skin looks good. I yeah. got good skin. That's why I'm not messing with it. Like, I'm not changing my routine. So far, so good. It's working. Yeah. So then what's your letter grade there? Like I said, I think it's a, like a B. B. <laughs> a B minus, maybe, sometimes. Oh, my God. Summertime. Amazing. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I, res- I respect that honesty for me. But, listen, but on the... Like, my hair is always cut... Like, I never look, I try to never look like I got a haircut. I think that's a really important thing for a guy. Mm -hmm. So, like, my hair is always on point. That's for damn sure. That's, that's my business, right? Like, that is, that's the key. Next up is fitness. How are you doing in fitness? Oh, God. I'm a C. You're a C. Yeah, it's sad. I used to be a huge, huge athlete. I used to play basketball, soccer, run, all that stuff. And then... Once the once I got out of college and I started even no even even during working at the law firm I was going to the gym probably at least five times a week and super active. When I started my own business, it all fell by the wayside. And it's no excuse. Like you you think you don't have time, but you really do. You have as much time in the day as you as need you to do yeah. exactly. You can make your own time. I'm a firm believer of that as well. And I just I just got you know the past five years I've just let it consume me to a point that it's kind of pushed that stuff off. And I slowly started convincing myself that it, guys were more attractive to women if you were hairier and fatter and just making more money. But unfortunately, yeah, dad bod. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it's not the case. And Okay. All right. I think that fitness is probably for most people. It's sort of an evolving, you know, ever-changing work got busy or I had a kid or, you know, this or that or the other happens. I feel like fitness is probably the one that's the most, like, people want to hide you know, so important though. I feel so, I feel so much better when I do yeah. it. I don't even care about how I look. I, I mean, I do. The, it's the first thing though that can get cut in terms of saying I don't have time. I totally get it. It's stupid because you do, and like it takes a half hour. There's no excuse, excuse for saying there's no excuse. Don't have the time, but people do it all the time. So I, I feel you. I appreciate that, but I I don't feel good about myself. I need to, <laughs> I need to get up to a B by the end of the summer. All right, we'll check back in with you. I though. appreciate that. And then the last one is just relationships. And that can mean anything, really. I think I think I'm I'm doing I think I'm doing well in my relationships. I think it's it's tough. Like I, I mentioned earlier, I, I work with all of my best friends, um, and managing a work relationship and a friendship in the same breath is really difficult, and it gets strenuous. And I think they'd all agree, but we've all been really good about keeping what's important in front of us, which is you know really truly loving each other as friends uh, first and working towards a common goal and I think we've all pushed our pride aside in the work game to to create the best product and to create the best relationships for each other so that I think we're crushing um I did just get married so I think I'm crushing that too (laughs) you're crushing marriage that's been so fun um my wife's incredible she's I you know she's great and she's made me a million times better um which and I think is how relationships are supposed to be, right? You bring out the best in each other. Hundred uh, percent, and that's true whether it's a working relationship. Exactly. Or otherwise. Exactly. Um, and then I've been I've been much better about keeping in touch with my family too. Um, like I said, like kind of 
that's been the first thing that 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 was sacrificed a little bit as well once the business started opening is that I didn't have time for people sure. which wasn't true either and I've you know been taking every weekend now and just going down to the Jersey Shore to see my sister see my family and so I think I, I give myself an A I want to get to an A plus because it's the most important thing it's what I built my business on and you can't neglect those that are actually like that that got you here you know I like I'm constantly meeting new people and developing new relationships it's just I want to I want to make sure that I, I you know do the best with the ones that got me to where I am I love that that's a good one to have an A on I'd say yeah that's <laughs> that's the most important thing to me I love my friends and family that's huge uh so next up is quick hits we use the hashtag on style girlfriend SG approved for things okay. that we like um, so I want to hear what is JL approved or not this dude. So if you like this thing, say JL approved. Got it. And if you're not into it, not this dude. Love it. First up, jogger pants. JL approved. I'll, I'll get down with some Zane robes. <laughs> I like those guys. What about splitting the check on a first date? Not this dude. But I don't see anything wrong with splitting it. I think that's totally cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man tank tops. JL approved. Yeah? Yeah. Do you rock a tank top in the summer? I do, but you I... You are from Jersey. No, I did <laughs> Hey, take it easy. I think tank tops are great in the summer. That's fine. Um, I have been avoiding them because I've slowly started uh, hating one of my tattoos. Which one? It's <laughs> my first one. You're like, in my defense, oh... Don't, you can't, they can't. We're going to have to throw up a picture in the show notes. No, you can't. You can't. <laughs> Can I describe It's that it? Jersey tribal... <laughs> oh, it's a mess. So I've been avoiding tank tops. I keep sleeves on now. But that's getting covered at some point. Oh, yeah? What yeah. Do you, I mean, that's a pretty... Anything. It could be just, just like black. <laughs> I don't care, as long as it's gone. When did you become, like, regretful of what's happening there? Was when it I a be- slow burn? Or when like, I became it- an adult... Because at first you must have been super jazzed on it. Oh, I was pumped. I, like I said, I was 18 in Jersey. Like, check out check out this tattoo. Because, I mean, that covers your whole shoulder down. And there's, like, the symbol on the side. Yeah, can, I mean, what's the symbol mean? <laughs> Do you even remember anymore? Of course I remember. I mean, sure. It means chaos. No! <laughs> oh, Jeff! Yeah. But I've been working. The, the, I'm getting better. Yeah. You know, like the, the rest of these. Down are, your arm. I'm, I'm working on them. <laughs> Making better life decisions. <laughs> We're definitely going to get a picture of that tattoo. Great. Uh, uh, All inclusive resorts. Uh, not this dude. Gluten. Jail approved. <laughs> Office romances. Jail approved. That's how I met my wife. Oh, yeah, yeah so yeah. you can't be against that. No, nah, hired her. <laughs> she won't say that, but it, that that definitely happened. <laughs> uh, man buns. I don't want to knock anyone's personal <laughs> style because that's not what we're about. But it's just, it's not my favorite. Not this dude. Perfect. Right? Like, I'm not going to have one. Okay. I'll leave it to the samurais. Do you guys have people that come in with long hair? I mean, can you cut that? Of course. We, we cut any hair, like, up to shoulder length. Cause, okay. And it doesn't matter, guy, girl, whoever, uh... It's just based on length of hair because we don't adjust our pricing. Got so it. So it's the price is based on the length of hair. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, CrossFit. Well, obviously not this dude. <laughs> <laughs> not yet, anyway. Not this dude. Um, brunch. Brunch? Mm-hmm. JL approved. Yeah? Yeah, any meal. Okay. Because a lot of guys are anti-brunch. 
What does that mean? I'll take eggs any time of the day. Right? I mean, I'm with you, but I'm a girl, so. Any, it, people say brunch is basic. I don't know. I don't even know what that means. As long as there's food being served, <laughs> JL approved. Okay. Uh, Vin Dieseling, which is what? shaving your head once you start to go bald. Vin Dieseling, shaving your head once you go bald. Yeah, yeah. JL approved. I mean, if you're losing it, you should embrace it and kind of just get a good, like, close cut or shave your head. Uh, smart cars. Like, like, like the little guys, the yeah. little squishy ones? <laughs> Not this dude. Right. Not this dude. I, I'm seeing more and more in the city. Yeah, so I think yeah, it's yeah. A thing now. I'm down. I'm down for like better, you know, more efficient cars. Like I think I'm sure like Tesla's doing some really cool shit. But like the little the little weird ones are a little weird <laughs> for me. I'm too big for that. I don't fit. I don't you fit. Fold yourself in. Yeah, like six one, a buck ninety. Like I need something. I need a little more room. <laughs> All right. What about sports cars? Again, not this dude. Mm-hmm. Not this dude. I'm. I, I like the, the sedan. Like the like. Or you know what I'm really into. I'm looking because I'm moving to LA, so I have to buy a car. But I'd really love to get like a older like Wagoneer or Bronco or something like that. That's kind of what I'm Ooh. feeling these days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be down to that. Yeah, like but sports that. cars, not so much. All not right. this dude. Uh, last one, reality TV. Oh, JL approved. <gasps> I just finished the Bachelorette. No. Yeah, it's so sick. Great movie. Great, great show. Great, movie, great show. It, it felt like a movie. Are you going to watch Bachelor in Paradise? What do you mean? You or mean that I just watched both episodes back to back last night? <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm asking. Sure did. <laughs> oh my God, I love it. So many guys love The Bachelor. That's hilarious. Oh, I'm, I'm, I, I could talk to you. We could do a whole podcast on that. Do you feel that the right person won, quote unquote? Um, did she pick the right dude? I think she should have went with Ben H. <gasps> he was just a little too young for her, though. That's mm. the problem. I like, I like, what was the name of the guy who, who won? I, I literally have no idea. You don't know, I know. The blonde guy. Yeah, the blonde guy. Yeah, yeah. Kind of looked like Ryan Gosling, but, but not as, so much. No, yeah. <laughs> but right, not exactly so much. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, she went with Ben H. He was the man, he was so nice. Maybe he'll be the next Bachelor. That's what That's what we're hoping. Is that the word on the street? It's the word on the streets. It's, it's the word at the barbershop. I'll keep my fingers crossed Yeah, we talked about oh all those gosh, pressing issues. Oh my gosh, I bet you guys issues. do. You must have such recaps the next day. We're hilarious. <laughs> We're hilarious. I love it. I well, told you, you're allowed to like talk about anything you want in the shop. We don't judge. I mean, talk about a trust tree. That's what I'm talking about. Oh my God, I love it. Well, my last question for you, Jeff. I want to hear, we talk a lot on Style Group about guys' first million bucks moment, which is, you know, the first time that you really put something on, get a haircut, whatever it might be that just makes you feel awesome like you cannot help but give yourself finger guns in the mirror and like whistle while you're walking down the street so what was your first million bucks moment when i turned 30 i was like there i am like i knew exactly who i was i knew exactly you know i had been working on blind barber now for like i think four years um and even though i was very committed to blind barber that was the moment when i turned 30 i was like i know who jeff Lobb is and i know like that it's so, and not even that I had like a direct path. It was like I was finally comfortable with the idea of just exploring myself mm-hmm. for the rest of my life, like kind of just being aware that I'm gonna have a sh- shitload of interests and that it's okay and I like who I am now. Uncompromising. But, you know, I, I don't compromise anymore about who I am. And that just spontaneously sprung up on at 30 yeah i just stopped giving a shit i was like you know what i like who i am and i don't need to worry about where i'm gonna be later i'm gonna worry about right now and right now i'm 30 and i feel fucking incredible 
That is such a great sentiment to end on. So I'm so glad that you were able to be here. And I know that our listeners are just going to get so much out of this. So I really so. appreciate your time. Not this grooming tips. They're not getting grooming tips. <laughs> so you guys, so just stop washing your face. Don't work out regularly. And you can be as successful and awesome as Jeff. <laughs> the end. Sorry, guys. show. Thank you so much to Jeff Laub of Blind Barber for stopping by. I had the best time talking to this guy. So if you guys haven't been into a Blind Barber or haven't checked out their products, go do it now. And, you know, thanks again to our sponsor, Lumoid. You guys are awesome. Remember, listeners can head to lumoid.com backslash stylegirlfriend and use the code STYLEGF at checkout to get 15% off rental for cameras and wearables. Guys, please, please, please go support them so they continue to support us. Till next time, this is Undressed. I'm Megan Collins, a style girlfriend. Thanks for listening.